1: If you're a Disney Plus subscriber and you're watching The Mandalorian, Jack and I have a podcast for you. Every week, we'll discuss the latest episode of The Mandalorian and talk about other great content and maybe some not-so-great content on Disney Plus as well. As two lifelong Star Wars fans, we have a ton of fun geeking out over all the little details of the show, and we want you to join us every Monday. So search for Disney Plus Reviews. That's Disney, P-L-U-S, Reviews. Hey, Phil, how about that, Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda says, what's the podcast.
2: Sports Yak Podcast brought to you by Look Trailers. Searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders. Starting at $21 to $25 per hour. Located only 24 minutes from Goshen. Nine minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Visit looktrailers.com. Look trailers is an equal opportunity employer. Do
0: you like sports? Cause we like
3: sports. Let's talk about sports. It's sports check. It's sports. It's
2: sports and here we go with episode three hundred of the Sports Yak Podcast. It's the
3: Early Win episode. Early win. Are you saying Earl Lee Win? No. Early. early.
2: Win. (laughs) Who is this guy? He
3: won 300 major league games in his career with the Indians and the White Sox. And then for a brief time, he was a very bad broadcaster with the Chicago White Sox. 300-game winner. Early win. Because (laughs) I figured that would be something that you would appreciate (laughs) here on the Yak.
2: Uh My co-host is not a big fan of fanfare, but I told him, give me some space in this episode to, A, personally say thank you. This has been um, what started off as an experiment, I think. Uh, I got to sit with this guy in a room, and we allow him maybe two minutes to do sports a day, and there's there's so much more to offer. And I think this does that. Oh, it's still an experiment. Trust me. (laughs) And... (laughs)
3: And one only can figure out when the plug will get pulled on this.
2: Today's broadcast is brought to you by Look Trailers. Looking, searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. Visit looktrailers.com. Tell you what, that's a
3: lot better than what you would start at as the Yak intern. <laughs>
1: Family Broadcasting Corporation well, in association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network presents oh Sports Yak. Oh One host knows sports, who's right there? the other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever!
2: All right, Corey and Chuck, it's Boog Shabby. How we doing? Just want to say congrats on your 300th episode of the Sports Yak Podcast. Lots of episodes, a lot of guests, a lot of topics. I don't know, maybe, maybe you'll even have me on as a guest. Probably not, though. Anyway, I'm really
3: interested to hear about your chicken skins restaurant idea. Really interested. Um, Go Cubs, and uh, congrats. That's cool. Thank you for dropping the 10 spot or whatever it took (laughs) to get Boog Shambi to do that. Well, thank you for that, and thank you, Boog, and would love to get Boog as a guest on the Sports Yak.
2: Are you ready? There's a lot to plow through here.
3: This could be a lengthy episode. Last one we did was a lengthy episode, too. But there is a lot to talk about. Let's Let's keep keep it rolling. Let's
2: keep it rolling. We've
3: got March Madness, kids. We are going to have an NCAA basketball tournament. When the season began, did you think that we would have an NCAA basketball
2: tournament? No. Really? No.
3: I did because, well, they lost so much money last year by not having an NCAA basketball tournament that I figured colleges would move heaven and earth to make sure
2: that there was one, and indeed they have. Well, you said something earlier this morning that even made me go, oh, interesting, and I hope you get into it today. You've got your bracket. You've got all your teams in place. But we are in a pandemic. Yes. And things can happen. What happens? So by Tuesday at 6
3: p.m., teams have to say yay or nay that they can play. Okay. If a team says, no, we can't go, we've got a COVID case, there are four teams on standby, and they're in order. Louisville is the number one team standing by. They are ready to enter the NCAA tournament at a moment's notice if a team bows out. Now, the rule is, though, so that's if a team bows out from a conference that has multiple bids. If a team like... Uh, let's go to a conference, well, Grand Canyon. So Bryce Drew is coaching at Grand Canyon. If they bow out, if they say, no, we can't go, we've got the COVID, then another team from the Western Athletic Conference, whoever they beat in the final, will jump in and be the representative of that conference. Okay. But let's say Virginia, which had to pull out of the ACC tournament, let's say Virginia says, Yeah, we still have the COVID. We can't come up with five players because you only need five. You only need five to play. But let's say Virginia says, no, it's rampant in our program. We cannot come up with five players. We are pulling out of the NCAA tournament. And they do it before Tuesday at 6. Louisville gets the call. You fill that slot.
2: When was the last time a college team played the same five people an entire game?
3: Oh, it's probably been done. Not, I can't think of any recent time.
2: That's a long game. Isn't yeah. It?
3: Well, that's tough to play forty Oof. full minutes for five players. Now, if it happens after six o'clock okay. on Tuesday, then it's basically the same as a forfeit. Mm. So, let's say you might even say the tournament has started. They play the games Friday and Saturday. All of a sudden let's say for the sake of argument, Ohio, um, that may be a bad argument. Let's say uh, Kansas, which had a case of COVID earlier this year, had to sit out. Let's say Kansas wins its first-round game over Eastern Washington. They're all set to play USC in the second round, and all of a sudden they've got the COVID and they can't play. Well, then that's just a walkover. That's a forfeit, and whoever moves on to the next round, Much like we saw in the ACC championship. Okay. So you've got that going on. The four number one seeds, I'm proud of you. You've learned something on this show.
2: I called it on Saturday at lunchtime with a friend. Uh, They were all talking about March Madness. They said, who you got? And I said, Illinois, Michigan, Gonzaga, uh, Baylor. Baylor." I said, in that order. I, I think Michigan will win the whole thing. I felt good about my four. Now, you you picked up num- four number one
3: seeds. I will say that livers being out for Michigan right now with a, f- a fractured foot and out for an indefinite period of time, that's definitely going to hurt the Wolverines. Mm, you know things. I do know things. Illinois looked really good winning the Big Ten tournament as some wise sage on this show said they would. Uh, Gonzaga enters the tournament undefeated. And, of course, no team has gone through the tournament with an undefeated record and emerged that way since the 1976 Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, There have been, I believe, four other teams to go through the regular season undefeated, maybe five, who have gone through the regular season undefeated, gone into the tournament. Only one of them reached the championship game, by the way, and that was Indiana State in 1979 with a guy named Larry Bird. So... Whether Gonzaga can go all the way through the tournament undefeated, I don't know. Uh, Baylor showed a little bit of weakness in the Big 12 tournament. They got knocked off. Illinois playing as well as anybody entering the tournament. I know some people are really high on them. Not ready. I'll make my pick Wednesday. Okay.
2: I was (laughs) was just about to push back and go, let's hear it. But as for the
3: regional teams, Purdue is a four seed. They have North Texas. They'll play them at Lucas Oil Stadium. You can hear that game Friday night on 103.1 FM. 7.25 tip-off time for that. Michigan is the number one seed in the East Regional. They'll play at Mackey Arena on Saturday, and they will play the winner of that colossal first four game between Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern.
2: If you're new to the program, Chuck knows a lot about sports. I don't, so you're going to hear questions like this. Do all these teams come to Indianapolis and stay? Yes. They are in
3: the hub. Now, they're not there yet. For instance, Virginia, which has had COVID problems, is staying in Charlottesville until Friday and flying in Friday evening for a Saturday game. And that's when they'll begin their time in Indianapolis. But I would say this is not the weekend to try to find a hotel room in the Indianapolis area. With all 64, 68 teams coming in. Michigan State, interesting. They get knocked out in the quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament. They lost uh, big, by the way. They still make the NCAA tournament, and they are an 11 seed, and they have to play in one of what's called the first four games. We used to call them play-in games, but the NCAA doesn't like that term. So that's the first four, and they'll play UCLA. It is rare that you see two teams with this kind of basketball tradition Mm -hmm. meeting in one of these first four games, and that's a late-night game on Thursday. I don't think it starts until 10 o'clock, and that'll be at Mackey Arena. So Mackey Arena and Assembly Hall are being used in the first couple of rounds here and then everything will consolidate down to the city of Indianapolis.
2: I'm just still getting my head around how many and you should be able to talk into this, how many people on a traveling team, everybody included, coaches and everything?
3: uh, Basketball players, coaches, managers, trainers, probably about 30. So maybe a floor a team. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be about right? Could be doing that. Just spread out all over town? Wow. Although a lot of these teams, because of covid have been going one person to a room. So possibly two floors. Yeah.
2: Two floors, one team.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow. De- depending on the size of the hotel, yeah.
2: Wouldn't it be great if they are in that hotel we heard about with the bracket on the side? That oh, was I the bet home you somebody base. would be in
3: the JW Marriott, yeah.
2: <laughs> All right.
3: Uh, are you ready to move on? I, I think we've covered what we need to cover of the NCAA March Madness, yes.
2: We have a message from a sports yak enthusiast. I have not heard these. You have not heard these. I have not. Are you ready? Yes. Hello, my
3: name's Tommy Lee. Um, First time listener, longtime caller. I want to congratulate Chuck and um, uh, the other guy uh, on 300 episodes and um, say that I personally miss hearing the uh, favorite songs that you guys had from the 80s. Oh, that was big when we were doing uh, early on. Yeah. When we were in the 70s, we would take each year that we had an episode. So if it was episode 71, hey, our favorite song from 1971, Tommy appreciated the 80s. Oh, wow. Great memory. I kind of yeah. forgot that we did that. <laughs> yeah. Tommy is a big Blackhawks fan. Yes. We have no Blackhawks talk in episode 300. None? I'm sorry, Tommy.
2: None. Uh, women's Bracket comes out tonight. Your thoughts? I don't think Notre
3: Dame is going to make the women's tournament. I think they are likely going to be one of the alternate teams that could fill in, especially being here in the state of Indiana. Easy for them to get. Except the women's tournament is not in Indiana. It's in San Antonio. So that doesn't make any sense. But (laughs) sometimes Uncle Chuck will say things that don't make sense. Welcome to my world. how we've gotten to episode 300. (laughs) Uh, Women's tournament will be in a similar situation, though, to Indianapolis. It's all in one bubble down in San Antonio, Texas. Irish could be summoned as an alternate team. You know, I wouldn't necessarily have my bags packed, but it's a possibility. Okay. Let's get into high school. What a weekend it was. The regionals were played on Saturday around the area. And the only team from our area to emerge from the regionals with the championship are the St. Joseph Indians. Mark Johnson had announced his retirement on the day of the sectional draw, said, this will be my final season. They have a young man named J.R. Kinesny who is headed to the University of Notre Dame. And Saturday, he became St. Joe County's all-time leading scorer, passing Riley's Demisey-Anderson. He did that in the semifinal game against Twin Lakes, which was a cruise for St. Joe. Everybody expected that to be the case. St. Joe wound up playing Hammond in the championship game Saturday night. Hammond ranked number one, and Hammond gets off to a terrific start. They're up by 10 in the first half. St. Joe comes roaring back in the second half. Big fellows Will Terry and Jack Fuda suddenly get hot. Cole Hatkevich is starting to rain in threes. They're giving JR all the support he needs. St. Joe has a nine-point lead with about five minutes to go. I'm not at the game. I've been at a restaurant with my wife, and she appreciates what I do for a living. She appreciates the fact that I need, and she wants to know how the St. Joe game is going. So I'm being allowed to... I don't have to even be discreet in checking <laughs> the phone or the Twitter. And you can see that lead gradually dwindle down, down, down. It's tied with about 23 seconds left, and Hammond has the basketball. And you're thinking, well, this does not look good for the Indians. But lo and behold, Hammond's, Hammond's best player misses a three-point shot At the buzzer, it goes to overtime. And in the overtime, the Indians prevail, 79-71. So St. Joe is headed to the 3A semi-state where they will play Leo. And that hurts the folks down in Waukarusa and Napanee because Northwood made a valiant comeback against Leo on Saturday night down in Newcastle, Indiana. And Northwood appeared to score the go-ahead basket In the waning seconds. I mean with maybe three seconds left. And instead, a foul was called before the shot, which negated the go-ahead basket. And Leo is able to walk away with a one-point win over Northwood. So it's Leo and St. Joe in the semi-state Saturday on TV46. The game will be played at Northside Gym at 4 We'll show it on TV 46 Saturday night at 8.
2: Okay. You're also going to broadcast a game, but I would love for you on Friday to give me the the two tales that weave into that story. You kind of gave me a little preview this morning, but on Friday, the, the, lay it on me.
3: Yeah, the other game that we have that will be streaming for the IHSA, you can watch the games for $15. You can watch all the semi-state games Okay, on the IHSA network. One price of 15 One price of 15 They'll cut between games kind of like a CBS March Madness thing. Okay. They'll cut between games to show you what's going on. But the first game at Northside Gym, and a game that Bob and I will be calling, will be Blackford and Blackhawk Christian. Blackford has Luke Brown, uh, fifth-leading scorer all time in the state of Indiana, and Blackhawk Christian has some amazing stories, too. As Corey mentioned, we'll get into that Friday. Teams that saw their season end, On Saturday, we talked about Northwood. Riley won a thriller in the semifinal over Valparaiso, beat them 44-36. Had Gary West down at halftime, but the Gary West Cougars, who we saw beat Elkhart in the regional semifinal. Very impressive team, and Chris Bug's squad moves on. They win the 4A regional at Michigan City. They'll face Carmel in the semi-state down at Lafayette. Rochester was eliminated by Rossville in the regional semifinal. Rossville lost to this Blackford team that I just mentioned, and in the one A uh, regional down at Triton, Triton had to go to double overtime to beat Caston in the morning, and had no gas left in the tank to face Couts in the evening, and Couts was able to come away with the victory in that one. So. Great seasons by teams like Triton, Rochester, Elkhart, Riley, and Northwood. Uh, but they come, up, they come up a little bit short. I've, and New Prairie. New Prairie uh, lost to Hammond in the semifinal over at South Bend, Washington. And congratulations to Braden Flagg of New Prairie. He became New Prairie's all-time single-season score. If I remember correctly, Blackhawk Christian in Fort Wayne? Yes. Really nice high school. Well, might be a really nice high school. I know they have a really nice high school basketball team. Yeah. And uh, they will be a heavy favorite over Blackford in that
2: 2A semi-state at
3: Northside Gym.
2: Let's head north, Chuck. Ribby. what's happening in Michigan? They just
3: had the pairings announced. Now, Michigan does their tournament a little bit differently than Indiana. How so? In that they seed the district tournaments. Okay. So, Benton Harbor is actually the number one seed overall in the state – in Division Two, and Corey Sterling's Tigers obviously then will be the number one seed in the district, which their district tournament is played at Coloma. Coloma is the number two seed in the district, and then they wind up pairing everybody else up. So they seed all six teams in a district tournament in Michigan, and a lot of people have called for that in the in Indiana, they don't want a blind draw. They want sectional championship games that have meaning to them and not have uh, teams maybe play in the first round mm-hmm. that are the two best teams in the sectionals. So, and how's
2: that going for them?
3: Well, uh, I don't see any progress towards that being made in Indiana, but you never know. Okay. So the seeding's done. Lakeshore is the number one seed in its particular district. Uh, they are also a Division II team, but they're not in the same district as Benton Harbor. So they play in the Niles district. And we'll see all that start to unfold the week of March 23rd, I believe. 23rd, 25th, and 26th are the district games up in Michigan. Hit me with that bull score. Bulls win last night over Toronto, 118.95. The thing that really caught my eye about this game was the fact that the Bulls had Nine players score in double figures, so really good balance. Patrick Williams led the way with 23, and you rarely hear his name mentioned uh, with the Bulls, but he had a good night last night.
1: Look Trailers is searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. If you're looking for work in a great atmosphere that's focused on safety, working smart, and bettering the team every day, then Look Trailers is for you. They're located only 24 minutes from Goshen and just 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Their family of brands include Look Trailers, Pace American, Cargo Express, and Everly Trailers. Fly online at looktrailers.com today. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer.
2: Hey, hey, hey. This is Amber Shirey, and I just wanted to say that I absolutely love listening to Sports Yak. It always makes my day, even though I'm a big Buckeye fan and you guys are Notre Dame. But it's okay, I'll let it slide. My dad, Matt Bixel, got me hooked, and I've been listening ever since. So keep up the great work.
3: Well, Amber, first of all, thank you for the cross that you bear with your father. And
2: secondly... <laughs> oh, someone must know him. Yes.
3: <laughs> uh, secondly, Ohio State played very well in that Big Ten championship game yesterday and uh, did a whale of a job forcing the overtime couple of bad decisions towards the end, but I don't think Chris Holtman's team is going to be an easy out in this tournament. I don't think there's any question the Big Ten was the best conference in men's basketball this season, and they got nine teams into the field of 68. So I would look for Ohio State to make a pretty good run through March Madness, and of course, we thank you for listening.
2: Drew Brees, big announcement uh, last night and also this morning. Yeah, so last
3: night uh, via Instagram, where all major announcements are made these days, he announces his retirement from the National Football League. And I don't think there's any question that Drew Brees, in five years, goes immediately into Canton, Ohio, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He is the all-time leader in passing yards in the NFL. He is second all-time in touchdown passes and completion percentage. And then you add in the fact that he and his family helped spearhead the rebuilding of the city of New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. Uh, Remember, Drew Brees was new to the Saints at that time, Uh, still had that little pelt on his cheek uh, that he sported when he played at Purdue and had come there from San Diego and endeared himself to the people of New Orleans by really spearheading the fundraising to help rebuild that city, and then took the team to new heights as well, winning a Super Bowl with them, and was named the Super Bowl MVP. So terrific career, class guy, Purdue alum, and will now work for NBC as an analyst, and will probably see him around Notre Dame Stadium as he works with Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy on the Nerd Aim Football telecast.
2: I love the idea of Drew bring, being on that team because he's played in that stadium. Sure. So there's some sort of, and if you're from here, you know who he is. Oh, yeah. Those few years at Purdue was like, uh-oh, here they come. Right. I mean, that was the Joe Tiller era.
3: That was the rebuilding of Purdue football. Purdue football had really been a joke until Joe Tiller and Drew Brees got together and led that team back to, to greatness. So... No, he, he is one of the all timers in the NFL, and it, there wasn't any doubt that he was going to wind up in some sort of television role. He's very well spoken, he's very photogenic, uh, just the kind of guy that seems to lift other people up.
2: Yeah. Wonder if he'll be mentioning this next player's name in the future. Well, Notre Dame got a recruit yesterday
3: by the name of Jaden Mickey out of California. He is considered a four-star on a scale of five, cornerback out of the state of California. We've talked about on this show how Notre Dame needs to upgrade, especially with speed, its positions at wide receiver and cornerback. Now, how's Jaden Mickey going to match up with people? I won't know until I see him in a uniform Right here. You know how he covers people in high school. I I'm not that guy that can translate. Okay, they get Jaden Mickey. Now all their problems are solved. Or well, here's just another guy. I can tell you that on in general, Notre Dame's recruiting for this class of 2022 seems to be on the uptick from what we maybe saw in 2019 or 2020. But, again, I'm a big believer you have to get him here, you have to see him in pads before you really can kind of tell. Like, there wasn't any doubt when we saw Kyle Hamilton two years ago during fall camp. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy's really good. I mean, you knew when you saw it. Shoot, Shoot, and I think I've told this story before. 88, freshman year for Rocket Ismail Beth Holtz, the late Beth Holtz came over to watch the first day of practice with her husband. And after practice, Beth Holtz goes, that little number 25 is really good. His name was Rocket Ismael, and she was a very sound evaluator of talent.
1: (laughs) Look Trailers is searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. If you're looking for work in a great atmosphere that's focused on safety, working smart, and bettering the team every day, then Look Trailers is for you. They're located only 24 minutes from Goshen and just nine minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Their family of brands include Look Trailers, Pace American, Cargo Express, and Everly Trailers. Fly online at looktrailers.com today. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer.
2: Hey, Chuck and Corey. Congratulations on 300 episodes of the Sports Yak. Favorite segment... Back in the day when Chuck was doing his broadcasting tips and things behind the scenes, I really enjoyed that and uh, also enjoyed winning those Brickyard 400 tickets a couple of years ago. So thanks for all the good uh, content, guys, and here's the 300 more. I still imagine a room of round tables over there in Studio A or B? Is that B? That's Studio B. That's historic Studio B, as in live from Studio B. Yeah, Yeah, I still picture a room of round tables, a bunch of flat screens, and you dishing out how to do what you do, putting them in the examples, having them call a play, and then you giving them a critique. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's something there. I just, I'm the idea guy. I don't know how to make it happen. I'd like to keep my job.
3: You I, would. I, I don't need all these young bucks coming in trying to. Oh, you got to find the next. Trying to drop a little, you know, poison in the old man's drink or
2: something <laughs> like that. Yeah, that that's how it works. Yes. <laughs> what a horrible headline. He's gone now. <laughs> You got a couple little quick headlines to wrap up for
3: us here? Well, we do. Uh, Notre Dame Hockey saw its season come to a rather disappointing end yesterday over at the Compton Family Ice Arena. They had just taken Penn State to the woodshed in the last week of the regular season, which was the first weekend of March. Nittany Lyons came into South Bend and got hammered on a Friday and Saturday night. And lo and behold, that's who Notre draws for the first round of the Big Ten Tournament. You think, okay, they're in pretty good shape for this Sunday noon game. Irish get off to a 2 nothing start, lose 6-3. Mm. Things just got away from this team in the second period. Penn State just peppering the net against Dylan St. Sears. So Jeff Jackson's team, which was on the bubble for the NCAA tournament as it was, most people thought that they had to win the Big Ten championship to get in. Uh, their season has come to an end a season that's just getting started, and it's a shame that people aren't going to be able to go to the ballpark and watch them, is Notre Dame baseball. They just get done with a sweep of Virginia, which was ranked number 21. The Irish were ranked number 25. Big ACC series. The ACC season right now is only three weeks old. Notre Dame has played all three of their series on the road. And they are the only team to have won all three series this year mm. in the ACC. They are 7-2. and two. Link Jarrett has been the head coach at the University of Notre Dame now for 22 games, or excuse me, 24 games. He will finally get to coach a home game this Friday when the Irish face Duke at Frank X Stadium. Students can go, and I hope a lot of them do, uh, parents, family members, guests of players and coaches can go. And that's it. And that's unfortunate. But at least they're playing. Nico Cavadas, former Sports Jack guest, hit another home run yesterday. I believe that's his fifth of the year. Penn High School? Penn High School grad having a terrific senior season. Um, they, they've busted out the whooping sticks. They hit home runs, and and they hit the ball now. And they can just outslug teams. And of course, that's fun baseball to watch. So, Irish baseball playing very well. They beat Virginia yesterday, 8 3. Quite the finish on the golf tour yesterday at the Players' Championship, played at that TPC course down at Sawgrass with that island green on number 17, Corey. By the way, that island green caused a professional golfer to shoot an 11 on that hole on Thursday. He put four balls in the water. Wow. Yeah. I saw that movie. It was called Tin Cup. (laughs) (laughs) But Justin Thomas surges on the back nine yesterday, says it was the best golf he's played in his career, and for the second straight week, Lee Westwood loses by a stroke. He is the Shooter McGavin of the tour this year. Losing by a stroke to Justin Thomas at the Players' Championship. Of course, everything gearing up on the Pro Golf Tour to get ready for the Masters next month. And then NASCAR Martin Truex Jr. gets the win at Phoenix. A couple local drivers finished down in the 20s. Uh, Justin Haley of Winnemac was 24th. Ryan Newman of South Bend, 28th. So not not the best day for the locals out there on the NASCAR tour yesterday.
2: Overrated. Underrated on episode 300. Did you bring anything to the table today? I brought an athlete today. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if we've done him or not, but I feel like we could officially do this one. I give you Drew Brees, overrated or underrated. Mm. Boy, I
3: in a way, I don't see how you could say he is underrated. I mean, we just went over the records that he has. Everybody's well aware of them. I believe he only won one Super Bowl. I hesitate to say that he's overrated, though. And, and I think I'm swayed. You know, we talk sometimes about musical artists, Corey, and, and we say, well, you can't let their politics get in the way of their music. To a certain extent, I don't know that you can let Drew Brees off-the-field contributions get in the way or cloud your vision of his on-the-field, but... Gosh, every time he was in a game, didn't you feel like, well, the Saints have a chance. Yes. If, if they get the ball with two minutes left and they're down by seven, you really feel good about their chances. I'm going to say down the middle. Down the middle? I'm going to say down the middle. I mean, he's highly regarded, and he should
2: be. If you're on Twitter, and I know you are, go to his account, Uh, sometime when you have some time, Mm -hmm. and he said, just posted a video, which is his announcement. Yeah. And kind of thumb through the comments, and you'll recognize some names. And it's, oh, yeah. It's kind of great to read people in their little one or two sentences on what they think about the guy and their congratulations. But I, I read a couple of those this morning, and I was like, yeah, I feel that way. I'm down the middle with you. I'm down the middle. I'll give you, uh, I'll give you one here. Uh, John Denver. When I think of John Denver pre-seeing him live, Mm -hmm. I think cheesy. I think, you know, one or two hits. I think that Muppet record for Christmas. Uh, I think of, oh, God, the movie. And kind of go, then I saw him live. I took my mother in law to a Christmas show here at the Morris. Mm-hmm. I will shut my mouth and say, underrated. I agree. Underrated. I think you look, there were few
3: people any bigger in the 1970s than John Denver. Yeah. John Denver went from this little unknown folk singer who was recording his own albums and giving them to friends at Christmas time. Uh, to one of the great songwriters, performers, he actually, his agent was very smart. His agent had him do TV over in Europe for about a year or two before bringing him to America to do TV so that the first time that he was on in America wasn't like this shock to the system.
2: They were building a story.
3: And it really kind of gave him some chops in terms of being on TV. And I mean, you had people like Sinatra and Streisand asking to perform with John Denver, asking to be with him.
2: Yeah. That's how big he was in the 70s. What was that movie I'm, I'm thinking of? Oh, God, it's him and... George Burns. George Burns as God with yes. the cigar. And right. The, and if and I remember correctly, it was funny, right? It, it was pretty good. Now, yeah. it was cute
3: little movie. But it really resurrected the career of George Burns, quite frankly.
2: Yeah. Oh, he was old in that, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well,
3: because he he wasn't just old in the movie. He was old. <laughs>
2: that wasn't makeup. That wasn't <laughs> no. special effects. All right. Want one more? Yes. Ray Charles. Hmm. Ray Charles. What a body of work. What a... Uh, what a... Uh, performer uh i'm i'm in awe of a ray charles or a stevie wonder or a uh jeff healy the way he plays guitar on his lap i'll go i'll go underrated i will too i'll go underrated like i feel like when you said that name i should go back and um listen to some of that stuff and take a knee and appreciate what's been happening yeah, yeah. I
3: will go underrated as well. Okay. And finally, the SportJack Podcast. Overrated or underrated?
2: <laughs> Here's the thing about podcasting as I was pitching it to my friend Chuck. It has to have a niche. There are so many podcasts that you can grab a hold of. I've got another one over here on the side that i got to do in 45 minutes. But I had this, and, and, and this podcast stemmed from when chuck comes in in the morning and he sits with me for a while i'll ask him stuff about sports or what i saw during a game why did this happen why did that happen what happens now and he'd explain it to me and i had a light bulb moment of other people want might want access to someone who knows what they're talking about and someday we'll find them but for
3: 300 episodes (laughs) you've had to put up with me
2: you're a comedian you are
3: and you're on twitter By the way, before we go through the usual stuff here at the end of the show. Yes. I think people should understand that the show does not always go as smoothly as you make it sound. (laughs) See, I get to walk out of here. and Let's let's peel back the curtain. We walk into the studio right around 9 o'clock. I'm going to walk out of here about 9.50 today. Then Mr. Mann will sit here and he'll tinker with things and he'll make edits and he'll make me actually sound good, or some reasonable facsimile thereof. And he does a lot of post-production work on this before he sends it off to wherever he sends it off to, and then we get it distributed. And most days, I will say it's out by lunchtime. Yeah. So that you, on your lunch hour, can sit there, chew on your bologna sandwich, and say, "Uh, these guys ain't that smart." Is that how our audience talks? <laughs> well, except for Amber, who says, uh, these guys aren't that smart.
2: Appreciate you hitting the subscribe button. That uh, is awesome. You can always leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, Check out
3: our little video that we
2: put together. Look at this starting to happen. That's on your Facebook page at yes. 46 Sports. That's and, on the and Sports the Twitter, Yak page. Twitter, Sports Yak with two Ks. You're on Twitter? I am at 46 Sports. Me too, at my name is Corey. Until next time, Yak fans. ooga Luga early win. Don't be late.
0: We've had some fun, yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sports Yak. Sport Yak. Sports Yak is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done.
2: Sports Yak podcast, brought to you by Look Trailers. Searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders. Starting at 21 to $25 per hour. Located only 24 minutes from Goshen, 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Visit looktrailers.com. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer.